This is Roy Hales with Cortez Currents, which you can also access at cortezcurrents.ca. On March 21st, a group of what was supposedly 17 First Nations supporting the fish farming industry put out a press release. Cortez Currents is not on the First Nations for Finship Stewardship email list, and at that point had not even heard of the group. Cortez Currents subsequently asked Dallas Smith, spokesperson for this coalition, for an interview. When he did not reply, a write-up largely based on that original press release was published. Within hours of posting a link through social media, someone directed Cortez Currents to Alexandra Morton's Facebook page, where there was evidence that this group of 17 was at best 12 and more likely 11 First Nations. Since then, the list has grown smaller. So where does the idea that there were 17 nations originate? The earliest reference Cortez Currents is aware of is the BC Salmon Farmers Association press release of February 23, 2022, which states, quote, BC Salmon Farmers hold agreements with 17 First Nations on BC's coast, unquote. When asked for their names, a company spokesperson informed Cortez Currents, quote, Due to the sensitive nature of the agreements with nations, we do not currently have permission to share this information. We require consent from both the companies and the nations before sharing this information. Unquote. The First Nations for Finship Stewardship press release and a very polished 20-page report whose author is not identified came out a month later. While a great many facts are presented, few sources are given. However, the names of 17 First Nations were displayed on a map. There's some interesting omissions. For example, the Seashell Nation is not on there, and they have a whole bunch of salmon farms. Uh, neither are the Mauichit Mushalit or the Nuchatlet, which have a lot of salmon farms in their territory, but they are not on that map. So, so something must be going on there. Said independent biologist Alexandra Morton. The names of four of the First Nations were removed almost immediately after the map was published. Four of these names were almost immediately removed. As the anonymous author explained, quote, Every First Nation is taking their own approach to these relationships. Some are in favor of industry, and others have decided not to have salmon farms in their territories. Not all nations with agreements are shown in this map, unquote. Three of the nations whose names were removed are from the Broughton Archipelago, the Mamalikula, Namgis, and Kwakwasutunukwakmish First Nations, collectively referred to as the Broughton First Nations, issued a joint press release stating they were deeply offended by the actions of the coalitions of First Nations for Finship Stewardship. Quote, the Broughton Nations have individually and collectively opposed the presence of open-net feedlots of Atlantic salmon in their territories for decades. The Broughton First Nations have never consented to the operation of open-net pen feedlots in their territories, unquote. The chiefs of two of these nations, and a counselor from the third, are actually cited as co-authors of the scientific paper, Salmon Lice in the Pacific Ocean Show Evidence of Evolve Resistance to Parasiticide Treatment, published just days ago. 
Their contribution was to give the independent scientists working on this paper access to data they had long sought but never previously experienced. This was made possible because of the oversight and managerial role. The Broughton nations were recently given over fish farms operating in their territory. One more name was removed from that original map. On Facebook, Chief Kevin Pesey explained, quote, Clahous should not be there, unquote. Screenshots of the original and revised First Nations for Finship Stewardship Maps are on the written version of this article. Once it became apparent that this group is not as large as claimed, Alexandra Morton put out a query to the other First Nations whose names were displayed. Consequently, Chief Nicole Rempel of the Comox First Nation wrote, quote, Previous chief signed us up in 2014 or 2015, I think without consulting the community, and I've been trying to get us out of it since 2017, our community members do not want us to be connected with them, unquote. Jared Williams posted, quote, I brought this directly to our tribal council, which are flabbergasted at such false claims. Cowichan does not support fish farms, unquote. There were also comments suggesting that the names of the Wiwakai and Ahuzit nations should not be displayed. Dan Lewis, of Clickwit Action, subsequently confirmed the latter during an unrelated interview. Lewis informed Cortez Currents that the Ahuzit Protocol Agreement with Cermak Canada expired about a year ago. He added, quote, Cleoquit First Nation does not have a protocol agreement, and their leadership, their elected and hereditary leaders, voted unanimously to get fish farms out of their territory in 2019 and then COVID hit, so neither company operating in the Biosphere region has a protocol agreement, unquote. As if this was not bad enough, it appears there are also questions as to whether Dallas Smith's own nation, the Tlaoitsis, should be speaking as the sole representative for what is allegedly their traditional territory. The Mamtequila nation claimed that a large portion of it is their ancestral territory, and they're opposed to fish farms. As Chief Ernest Elford recently explained in a press release given by the Mamtequila and three other Kwakwakewak nations, quote, the Mamtequila own this area. They own this area, but it isn't exclusive. You need to understand that this is disputed territory, unquote. So the First Nations for Finship Stewardship is a smaller group than they represent themselves to be, but they still deserve a voice in this debate. Their report does not give any sources for the following facts. Quote, the primary economic benefits from salmon farming to First Nations in coastal BC are $50 million. These include 276 full-time jobs, benefit payments, and contracts with Indigenous-owned companies that provide further employment to First Nation communities. Unquote. The anonymous author of this report alleges that when indirect and induced economic activities are factored in, 707 jobs and more than $83 million would be lost. Three First Nation leaders are quoted in the press release. Smith, who was also spokesperson for the Tlawitsits Nation, explained, quote, As stewards of the coast for millennia, BC's First Nations are positioned to lead Canada's blue economy. But that potential can only be realized when nations have the support and the right to carve out their own unique paths to economic self-determination. 
This applies to nations that wish to pursue salmon farming. The leaders of this coalition understand that what works for one nation might not work for another, and we respect that each nation, as rights holders, can decide for themselves what the transition of salmon farming means to them. How the sector will be managed and overseen in each territory will look as unique as the nations themselves." Unquote. Chris Roberts of the Wewakem First Nation said, The Wewakem First Nation is engaged in a variety of successful economic development projects as a means of creating economic opportunities for our members, generating revenues to support band programs, and contributing to the economy of the Campbell River region. For us, as a nation, and as part of the Laquiltec-speaking nations, this is about more than just the future of fisheries within our territory. This is about acknowledging the sovereign rights we hold over our territory and our ability to govern our nation, unquote. To which Deputy Chief Counselor Chris McKnight of the Kittisu Hai Hai Nation added, Kittisu Hai Hai has not only embraced salmon farming for decades, but has carefully controlled its development and monitors potential impacts to the environment throughout the year. Kittisu owns all of the farming tenures and has strict operating protocols within Maui. The authority of our nation must be acknowledged and included in decisions that impact our rights to self-determination, self-government, and resource management. Self-determination will only be meaningful with an adequate economic base and with recognition of our governance jurisdiction." Unquote. In support, the BC Chamber of Commerce has written Joyce Murray, the Minister of Fisheries, stating that an allegedly independent economic analysis released by the BC Farmers Association indicates that 4,700 jobs and $1.2 billion in annual economic activity will be lost if the 79 licenses coming up for renewal this June are not renewed. It's obviously important that a First Nation is able to decide what goes on in their territory, but all of the fish from the Fraser River, the Broughton Archipelago, the East Vancouver Island Rivers, the mainland, go by Smith Inlet on their way north. So nations who have benefited from the movement of salmon through their territory have, you would think, some kind of responsibility to their neighbors to protect those fish. For example, I've traveled the Fraser River and nations there are doing everything they can. They are sacrificing their own take of these fish. They are working on the spawning grounds, protecting them. They're doing enormous work to, to make sure the fish can pass through the Fraser River as things collapse. And their work is being entirely disrespected by First Nations, who want Maui, Cermak, and Grieg to use their territories to raise farm fish, to raise Atlantic salmon. This is Roy Hales with Cortez Currents. Goodbye.